This ain't New York, this the Bronx. Beach Street is up next on Rediscovered Movies. Hello, welcome to the season two premiere of Rediscovered Movies. I'm your host, Nam Fanel Malloy, and today I have a special guest on the pod. She is an actor, filmmaker, and dancer. Please welcome Jasmine Massey. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So today we are going to talk about Beach Street. So Beach Street is a 1984 dance film. It's directed by Stan Lathan, who's known for doing a lot of TV work, such as Dave Chappelle's uh, Netflix specials and Real Husbands of Hollywood. So the film stars Ray Don Chong, who many of you may know from a lot of 80s and 90s films, such as Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Guy Davis, and Mary Alice. So essentially the film is about an aspiring DJ named Kenny, who is from the South Bronx, and his best friend, a promoter, they try to get into the show business by exposing people to hip hop and culture. So the film was released on June 8th, 1984 in theaters. It opened at number five with 5.2 million. So films that beat at this included Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, and Star Trek III to search for Spock. So the film made over $16.5 million during its theatrical release. The film is available to stream on Tubi and on video on demand, so check your local provider. So the film, in terms of reception, it has 57% critic score with an audience score of 83%, which is fascinating. So I guess for me, I kind of lean towards like the audience scores. So how about you, Jasmine? Like, would you agree more with the audience or with the critics? I could see why um, the audience would like it. I mean, it was such a kind of groundbreaking movie from the 80s, right? Introducing hip hop culture to the world. Yeah. I mean, from an actor's point of view, I do agree with the critics just based mm -hmm. off the acting itself. <laughs> but... Yeah, I guess it's a still enjoyable film for sure. And the dance sequences are fun and the performances are great. So mm -hmm. it is pretty iconic. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this will segue into our first category, which is first discoveries, essentially how you first learned about the film, your thoughts uh, during first uh, viewing and has it changed since then? So for me, like I had the VHS tape uh, growing up. I think my parents bought it. So like I kind of like rewatched it like a couple times growing up during my childhood. So they were like absolutely like fun to watch like with the the dance and the music sequences. It was just so fascinating to see like hip hop like on screen, like on a mainstream level, I suppose, because this movie, I believe, came out before Break In, which is like one of the first hip hop movies to come out on mainstream. So obviously Breakin' probably did better than Beach Street, but I guess like with what I liked about Beach Street is that it wasn't like a parody of the hip hop culture. Like it really tried to like 
introduce that to the audience like in an authentic way without being a parody because i know breaking it didn't get the best like reception because yeah it's obviously cheesy for various reasons but ultimately like it's still like enjoyable at the end so how about you jasmine so did you first learn about the movie for this episode or did you heard about it before i'd actually never heard of this movie before so thank you for introducing me to it <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, my first impression was, yep, very 80s feel. Um, I really did like the aesthetic, though, with the, it's in the Bronx, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, uh, yeah, it made it feel very real and like we were really in their world and the whole hip-hop culture. Um, yeah, I'd say definitely enjoyed all the dance, all the dancing, like you said, and mm -hmm. it's definitely a fun movie. The only thing, like I said before, is just sometimes the acting is just a little cheesy and you could tell that maybe some of the some of the actors weren't really actors. They were more like dancers, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, that can't really be helped. Yeah, because um, I don't know, like if you've seen like too many like hip hop movies or, or dance movies in general. So would you put it like up there as one of like your favorites or are there any other movies in that vein that you prefer? It's actually a funny thing. So even though I'm a dancer, I'm not that into dance movies. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. I think because when I watch movies, I really am there for the acting, the cinematography mm -hmm. and everything like that. And then when it comes to dancing, I just watch like dance videos from classes and on YouTube and stuff like that. But in terms of this movie compared to others, um, I mean, I think... I think it's still, I think just because it's like one of the first groundbreaking movies about breakdancing that it's gotta be kind of up there, right? And like, I have to consider that this was done in the eighties. So less mm -hmm. resources, stuff yeah. like that. So. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, for me, like I would put it like kind of up there, like with hip hop movies, pretty much with the same thoughts that I mentioned earlier because of it's like, authenticness like with like the hip-hop culture and the music and all that mm -hmm. stuff and yes there are some yeah cheesy like aspects to that but I, but I can kind of like brush past that to really get a kick out of the movie and I guess like growing up like I tried to do like the dance moves I'm not a dancer <laughs> myself and obviously I'm not like flexible like as a break dancer break dancing is another <laughs> level oh yeah absolutely. I can't do any of that no yeah <laughs> But like, it was refreshing, like we could go on to the next segment, the uh, highlights, essentially like what we liked about the movie. Mm -hmm. So I guess like a one aspect for me is I loved the awareness it brings with the hip hop scene, with, with the dance moves, the break dancing, the clothes, the culture, like it was so fun, like to see that on screen without being a parody. Because this film, yeah, came out right after the first two break-in films, which did not do well in terms of a critics' reception, but it resonated with audiences. And we also have Wild Style, which apparently was the first hip-hop film to be released. And obviously there is Style Wars, because um, apparently, for those that are not familiar, it's a hip-hop documentary and apparently the filmmakers of this film were heavily inspired by style style wars when they did this film and also i would say like another highlight is that this film has a lot of needle drops with the soundtrack 
because we even see like cameos from the artists such as Africa Bombada, uh, The System, and who else? Kumo uh, D, Dougie Fresh, like a lot of um, like art, like hip hop artists, like from that genre at the time, like when they were when their hip hop was was fairly new and they're trying to prove themselves to a mainstream audience. Mm -hmm. I'd say that was definitely a big highlight too, seeing these like real artists performing in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was quite the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. So did you knew any of like the, recognize any of the artists like for the film or were they all? I knew Africa Bambada, but the rest mm -hmm. were new to me. So it was a good introduction. And right. I really did like the scene where they were holding the auditions and you got to see a little performance by each artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I like that scene, but like I had like a bit of a criticism for that one. Like it's not like too major, but I would say like because when they're performing, they're obviously lip syncing. So, ah, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I kind of wish that they kind of recorded it live. But again, like it didn't like bothered me too much, but I felt like that was something that they could have done better. Mm -hmm. But you know, it, it, it doesn't matter at the end, but <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like it had like a lot of great uh, performances. So for instance, I love the performance by the us girls, like during the, the underground house house party scene. For me, like growing up, it was nice to see like female like rappers like in the genre that's predominantly male. Mm -hmm. And also to one of my favorite performances is the is the Christmas one with Treacherous Three and, and Dougie Fresh. <laughs> that was a great one. <laughs> yeah, because I love to like watch that scene like during like Christmas time because for me, like Christmas music can be very repetitive because I used to work in retail where they would play the same old Christmas songs like over and over same so like here yes. <laughs> I relate to that so much mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like it was like refreshing to see like Christmas music that's like not like the typical Christmas music because like another example is with friend DMC with Christmas and Hollis for me that's one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time I would say, yeah, over time, like it gets kind of a bit repetitive because they repeat the same Christmas music over and over. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I would consider this movie to be like a Christmas film. Like, would you agree with that? I, I guess so. It's kind of, it's definitely something you'd want to watch around Christmas. Therefore, I guess you associate it with it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I could see it being a Christmas movie. Because mm -hmm. honestly, like, I never thought about it, like, as a Christmas movie until, like, after I watched this movie recently. Because, like, <laughs> when people mention, like, favorite Christmas movies, like, this one would not be, like, at the top of the list. Because it's not, like, the traditional Christmas film. Mm -hmm. But obviously, this one is set during, like, Christmas time. It, and it's really about, you know, people, like, coming together, like, and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. And yeah, then the would... snow, everything kind of makes it feel Christmassy too. Absolutely. So like if Die Hard can be a Christmas film, then this one can be a Christmas film. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I would say another highlight for me, I would say with Ramon, I liked his story arc because essentially him as an artist, like he wants to like do graffiti 
So in a way, like he's kind of like a rebel because I'm assuming graffiti was not legal at the time, but it was just like a fun, like piece of artwork to see like on screen. And it was kind of tragic um, with his uh, death, like when he was trying to chase um, Spit, like in the, in the um, subway track. So yeah, really every time like when it gets to that, um, I, I always get like teared up with that because honestly, like he get killed over some petty shit, honestly. So mm-hmm. yeah, actually, I really, really liked his arc. It's too bad that, well we couldn't continue on because I think you're right like his ending was so tragic because it it was over something so petty like you said and it could have been avoided yeah and especially Mm -hmm. because like you know he was trying to like prove himself not only like to his friends but to his family especially like his father like who disapproves like when we saw like the scene when he throws like the spray cans out of the window Mm -hmm. and kind of like his family views him like as like a loser because I guess like I guess what his mother-in-law kind of seems that he's not like really around to be like with Carmen like and Julian but yeah like he it's just yeah sad with the death scene because you see him like get a job probably minimum wage job and like luckily like his friends are there to like help him out when they set up the apartment for Carmen and Julian so that was yeah touching to see. Mm-hmm. And he seemed like he was so loving towards Carmen and his son. And it's mm-hmm. really sad that it had to end that way for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Especially like when he just kind of got his life together. Because mm-hmm. another um, uh, moments that I liked is when Kenny is making music in his room. Because clearly we see him like he's having fun like in his element. Like for instance with the scene where he's in his uh, bedroom like before Tracy arrives. So it shows that like him and Tracy like they do have similarities because they are both uh, composers making music but in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah actually that little interaction between them when you know they're kind of hostile towards each other and then suddenly they kind of they bond over music. Yeah, which is great because really, nice moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because music brings everyone together. So. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and also too, I loved uh, Lee. Like Lee's adorable. Like he just wants to, you know, hang out with his brother. Like especially at the beginning, but always like his mom's like, no, you have to stay in, do your homework. Like she's like the tough but sweet mom at the end. I love the mom. She's great. Yeah, because yeah. I love the line when she says to Kenny, oh, eat your eggs before I break your legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, even though when she'll give tough love like to her sons, like it's fun to see her do stuff outside of that. Like, for instance, she's watching aerobics, which is typical 80s thing, like on TV <laughs> while she's ironing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Also, too, another moment I liked is, uh, yeah, with Tracy and Kenny, like, they have a chemistry. Like, he, he flirts with her, like, obviously, like, when he first, like, sees her. And I love that moment where he tells her, oh, it's kind of dangerous when she tries to look for Lee, I guess, to apologize for the commotion that happened earlier. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I think they shared uh, the same kind of humor. Yeah, absolutely. They got each other's humor for sure. Mm-hmm. which is important in a relationship so because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of like hilarious that with like the first kiss like at her uh apartment it was it looked like a peck 
but he gets so like hot and bothered over it when you see him like in the subway train. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, and like his brother and a trolley kind of like like poke fun and like inquire like oh what happened because oh yeah the next morning mm -hmm. yeah because i'm like it kind of implies like was he out like all night but it seemed like minutes when him and tracy were together but that's what confused me too i kind of thought yeah it was just like a quick kiss goodbye and then like the two are going on about like oh what did you do last night you were out all night yeah <laughs> he's getting home in the morning and they're getting up so mm-hmm mm -hmm. Maybe there was a deleted scene or something, or yeah. that's just how they filmed it. Because I'll get to that, like, in the lowlights section. But, yeah, like, I felt like yeah, there were some moments that felt, like, on the, cut on the cutting floor, either because of time or, I don't know, just didn't fit with the story. Mm -hmm. And also, too, I had... Um, like with uh, Ramon's tribute at the end, like it was, yeah, quite emotional, but also like uplifting too. Like when we saw like the photos like of his work and himself on display, like as the artists perform, I thought, yeah, like that was uh, like fun to watch everyone like coming together to celebrate one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was very touching and well done. Good way to end the story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I thought, yeah, like with the, the dance battle scenes, like, yeah, they were kind of like fun to watch. And there weren't like too like flashy with the cinematography, like you're actually able to see them like do like the moves because a lot of with dance films today, or you could say movies in general, they, they tend to like be too like very fast paced and too quick and, you, and it's hard to tell like what is like happening on screen so it was just like nice to see like you know the action happening unfold mm -hmm. i don't know Absolutely. if you had any thoughts actually that's that... something that's something to be really appreciated because you're right like nowadays people love like cutting between like dance moves so you don't really get to see what the dance move is mm -hmm. um so yeah in this movie you just get to see the whole performance and there's no cutaways and it's, i think it was well done mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely and also too, I had um, spit like as a stalker, like <laughs> that was like quite like intense because I had like the music. Yes, I thought he was gonna kill them or something. Well, I guess in the end, yeah, <laughs> kind of did. But because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, there is like a fun fact with uh, that character that I'll share in the trivia section, but but yeah, like it was just interesting to s see like how his character was portrayed like in the film. Mm -hmm. and also too i had um the opening sequence obviously like it's fun like you had like the montage of the main characters while like it cuts away like with the the break dancing like that obviously that's like fun to watch mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah overall i think it's a really fun movie oh absolutely so were there any other um moments like in the film that you enjoyed I actually wanted to see more of like an interaction between Tracy and Lee because I kind of thought they would be more friendly, but we really only saw one one scene with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, like I kind of wanted to see like um, more of that, but yeah, it was kind of like interesting that it seemed like Lee had like a crush on 
Tracy when they first meet up, mm-hmm. and then like Kenny kind of looks jealous when he sees him like uh from like on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, but then like when it's like flip when Tracy and Kenny are together, like Lee gets jealous. So I thought yeah that was kind of a nice like uh, moment mm-hmm. there in the film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just want to see more of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we could go on to the low light. So I don't know, like, if you saw like the the trailer before watching the film, but mm-hmm. essentially, like, the majority of the footage that was shown in the trailer was not in the film. <laughs> Is that so? I I didn't see the trailer in the end, but yeah, yeah I will. Because huh. yeah, because I, I I watched it before like watching this movie, and I was kind of like, huh, like how come like these are not. Like in the movie, <laughs> where did they get the footage from? <laughs> yeah, so there definitely needs to be like a director's cut because there's only the theatrical version that is mm-hmm. available. Yeah, a director's cut would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, too, like for me, what I didn't like is that I was wondering, does Tracy have like some sort of like relationship with Robert? Because they seem quite like close which makes Kenny jealous but maybe on the flip side it's probably not as serious as what Kenny you know made it to be or the mm-hmm. movie I, I don't know but my interpretation of that was I, at first I thought he was her father oh <laughs> and then and then maybe I thought like at least some kind of family member but and then I yeah. also thought that Kenny was really overreacting yeah but... obviously yeah <laughs> Because I didn't, I actually didn't see like uh, Robert as like the father, maybe like as like a father figure because he works with her like at the school or I guess it's like a university. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not really sure, but yeah, I wasn't quite sure how old they're supposed to be either. Yeah, because I'm going to assume Tracy's supposed to be like in her like early 20s mm. or so. I, I don't know. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also to, for me, like a low light was that with like the dance battle, like I thought like at the subway, I felt like it it felt kind of like too staged for me. Like it kind of reminded me of like the opening with West Side Story, like with the jets (laughs) and the sharks. Cause yeah, you could tell like, yeah, it was very like choreographed. So I don't know. I felt like it could have either been filmed like in a way that was more organic, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was very like you said, staged and it's kind of like, it would fit well in a musical. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it wasn't so much a battle as more like a collaboration between the yeah, two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, yeah. And also too, like, I felt there could have been more scenes with Henry, if that's his name. That's the guy that they find like, um, I think it was like underground, like this was during the house oh, you're party right. scene. You, you really just forget about him. Yeah. Because <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah, because like with the going back to the trailer, they kind of made him seem to be like a main character, but he's kind of like just more like in in the background because we see that like he's trying to look for his friend Tita, right? But learns that his building was apparently on fire, and then it seemed like the movie forgets about him because he still hangs out with the group, but I guess what he acts as like a bodyguard of some sort but yeah that was my impression that he was really just kind of the muscle guy and that's yeah. it he yeah yeah had any lines because mm-hmm. it was so like it was kind of funny like when he had 
that moment when there was the fight happening at the house party scene and he just take he looks like he eats the aluminum can but... yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i'm like is, is that really gonna end the fight at the end of the day but <laughs> clearly did though it's just like okay respect and then yeah. move on <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah i don't really know his purpose in the end i i mean other than just kind of looking like the tough guy yeah or just to hang out pretty much <laughs> yeah just to add on to their crew <laughs> mm -hmm. and i felt like for me like with the ending like it kind of just ended i don't know i felt like there was something missing to it uh yeah there wasn't really a resolution to anything i mean yeah what was like the the main conflict with kenny Mm -hmm. Like, I guess he became successful after that, we're yeah. assuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, and I he don't and Tracy think... were okay, and his little brother is just doing his thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> and also, too, like, like I did mention earlier, like, with the lip syncing, it was pretty, like, evident. But oh, yeah. Yeah, and another point I'll say is that, like, when Kenny, like, is playing the music for Tracy in his room, I'm just wondering, like, how did, how did he get, like, Tracy's music in his room? Oh, that wasn't explained either. I mean, was it already, like, out for the public, or? I don't think so, because Wait, she, she was playing it, like, for her performance, because they were rehearsing it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not like she's a, already like a recording artist or anything, right? <laughs> yeah, or maybe unless he took out his um, recorder, like just like in that moment when he was recording Ramon and uh, Charlie's uh, argument, maybe like <laughs> <laughs> he took that and just recorded. But again, it sounded too pitch perfect for it to be recorded mm -hmm. from his mic. So yeah, that's a yeah, that's a big plot hole in the end. I, I didn't even think of that. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I pretty much had for this section. If there's anything else you want to add that you didn't like. I think, well, I just think uh, like some moments, especially with um, uh, Ramon's death, it mm -hmm. could have actually, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like the buildup wasn't strong enough. And Kenny's reaction. I mean, I, I really don't want to bash the actors, but it was just kind of like, <laughs> run, run, run. Ah! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't really have like an issue with the performances because I felt like myself, I was watching like the characters than opposed to the actors. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, sure, there could have been like moments where they might have been overacting, but for me, like that wasn't like a big distraction like from the film because with with these sorts of movies, I mean, you could tell that they are either acting or overacting like the mm -hmm. hell out of it. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think for this movie it works, but yeah. at, at first glance, I mean, this was my first time seeing it too, so I didn't mm -hmm. know what to expect. But that was the main thing that stood out for me. Um, but if I watched it again, I think I could be more forgiving. <laughs> Yeah, because the overall, like, it's more about the story than mm -hmm. and like what it represents than the acting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And these yes. are mostly like real people, real artists, right? Yeah, I'm assuming like, uh, like most of them are active because the people that I recognize was uh, was Cora, the mother, mm -hmm. um, Tracy. That yeah, I Tracy earlier. was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like the rest, like I, I didn't knew before this movie. So they could be either like 
um, emerging actors or their performers themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume Lee is a dancer, like a real dancer. I don't think they had like a, a stunt double doing his da- his break dancing, right? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna assume. I didn't research that part, but I <laughs> assume that's that's probably the case. Mm-hmm. So then we could segue into trivia. So this is some fun facts about the film that I found on IMDb. So a notable fact that I found that um, apparently um, it was the producer's idea for the main cast to wear a Kegel hat and Puma sneakers because apparently this project was sponsored by Puma. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So like if you have the original like LP of the soundtrack, apparently it has like the Puma logo printed on it and it says Puma as seen in Beach Street. Ah, that product placement. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently with the graffiti that was displayed uh, in the film was not done by real graffiti artists, but apparently was airbrushed by set decorators. But they had two graffiti artists that were hired as creative consultants for the film, which included Bill Cordero, a.k.a. Blast, and Lonnie Wood, a.k.a. Phase 2, who was referenced in the film during the subway graffiti scene. That's a good fact. I did not realize that that wasn't real graffiti. Yeah, like, I didn't think about that, like, at all. But when I, like, learned about them, like, oh, interesting. Is it because it would make um, cleaning it up easier? Like, when they have to strike? Probably. I'm I'm assuming so. Yeah. And also another fun fact, uh, apparently this was the first American film to have more than one soundtrack album of music that was featured in a film release. Because originally three volumes of music were planned, but Atlantic Records, they only released two of them, and the second volume was never released on CD. Yeah, because uh, before like recording like the episode, like I, I I try to listen to the soundtrack at least that was available on YouTube, and yeah, like it was just fun to like listen to because like I said, there's a lot of needle drops in in this film. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to listen to it too now. Yeah, <laughs> and so as I I mentioned Spit earlier, so apparently Spit was based on a real life graffiti artist named Cap who was featured in the documentary Style Wars. So apparently Cap would deface other graffiti artists' work by painting his name over them. Oh, well, just like in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he also die? <laughs> um, I am not sure about that one. Well, hopefully I'll have not. To give... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least and... not that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, like, I'll last, I'll leave with this. So Vin Diesel, we know from Fast and Furious fame. So he admitted on an interview with Jimmy Kimmel that he was an extra in the movie. Wow. Because when I learned about this, I tried to, like, uh, see if I could spot him, like, you know, in, in the crowd somewhere. But I, I couldn't find him. Hmm. I wonder what scene he would have been in. Oh, I'm going to assume probably either in one of like the dance sequences where like either like 
at the Roxy scenes, or maybe like it could have been like one of those deleted scenes that they probably showed briefly during the op opening montage again. Oh I'm yes, not sure. hmm. yeah. That's so like yeah, so like if anyone is able to spot Vin Diesel from the film, just just let let us know on social media, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And lastly, like, I'll, I always leave this question, should this movie be rediscovered? So I would say for me, yes, like it should be rediscovered because obviously like the music, the soundtrack is great. It's fun to listen to 80s music during that time when they were trying to like prove themselves for a mainstream audience. It felt for me like a documentary without being a documentary, if that makes sense. Cause I felt like I was watching people on screen as opposed to actors playing the characters, mm -hmm. the 80s vibes, obviously like with the early stages of hip hop. I loved, yeah, the chemistry, like with the cast, it has a lot of, yeah, like some quotable moments, like with the eat your eggs before I break your legs. Or like when Kenny says, oh, this ain't New York, this is the Bronx. So it has a lot of those. And obviously, like, it's a Christmas movie. It may not be the traditional Christmas movie, but it's definitely fun to watch. Not just during that time, but year round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think anyone can enjoy this and learn a lot from it. And like you said, I think now I want to watch it at Christmas time. Yeah, <laughs> cuz it did, that was probably my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I so love yeah, like watching that uh Christmas scene where they're performing like like that but it's it's hilarious because it cuts to like what's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like also to like I loved like it was fun like you just see like their heads like when they're performing. And then oh yeah <laughs> that is just yeah like awesome mm -hmm. so that pretty much like concludes this ep episode of uh, the podcast so jasmine where can, do you have any upcoming projects or where can people find you um well right now i just finished uh uh making a short film that i shot in amsterdam actually so you could see that on my youtube channel it's just jasmine massé with an accent aigu <laughs> for those Frenchies out there and uh yeah still uh working at school doing post-production and you could find me on instagram at jazzy masse and you could also check out my website uh just jasminemasse.com awesome so you could follow myself on twitter and instagram at numfy malloy you could also follow the podcast on twitter and instagram at rd movies pod and you can use the hashtag rd movies pod on social media if you guys have any questions comments and suggests and suggestions you could send an email which is rediscoveredmovies at gmail.com or you could leave a short voice message on anchor which is anchor.fm slash rd movies pod so are there any final words you like to say, Jasmine, either about the film or something? Hmm. Eat your eggs, I'll break your legs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time. Mm -hmm. Thank you.